Sage is fighting the fight. He has fought cities. He has fought counties. Politicians. Naysayers. Hell, he's even fought mayors. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide. And all other things considered homeless? Yes. Broadcasting live from your Alexa device, the Radio Free Network app, iOS, WMBU.org, Many Voices United, and the RadioFreeNetwork.com. And now, from some wooded area in Akron, Ohio, here is Sage of the Rage Lewis. I do like the fight. Fighting mayors, fighting firemen, fighting police. Who else? Tune in to see who Sage is going to fight next. I... I don't know what it is. I feel alive. I like I like mixing it up. I do. I, I like it. I can't explain it. I can't explain why I want to always be in the mix. But I love it. I love it. But I know it's one thing. I don't think most of you do. <laughs> I don't think most of you love the fight, constantly being in the fight. I think you felt like you've been fighting the last five years, six years. You're over it. You're over it. But then not all of you. Some of you are in my camp. I, I see you guys. I see my leftist friends and my rightist friends always on the fringe. They're yelling and screaming. Omi is in the house. What is up, Omi? Omi's a fighter. I think Omi down for any good scuffle. <laughs> That's what I think. That's what I think. Uh, my wife, no. No. She, uh, you know, I can ask her what's for dinner, and she's like, oh, my God. I can't even with the dinner question. <laughs> Luke. Doing the quiet, unseen work in the community, baby. That's you. Uh, Omi says, did you see my post? It's not left or right. It's up or down. The rich or poor. No, I want to go see a post. I like posts. I like Omi. I like posts from Omi. Let me go see what Omi has to say. Uh, Luke, what do you think? Do you like the fight? Do you like the fight? Where's Omi? Go find Omi's post. Omi. What's going on? Why won't you, Omi Kelly? Where are you? Come on, man. Uh, I think you're down for a good scuffle. All right, let's go over here and see what's on uh, Omi's. Let's see, CBT toilet paper. Can you calm your ass down? <laughs> ah, that's good. Like it. Uh, Omi said, politics are not left and right. They're top to bottom. Ah, that's the post. Yes. What else you got? Thank you for practicing social distancing. <laughs> I don't even understand. The sage has spoken, says John Miles. What's up, my brother? What's up? It is seeming up or down. Omi is on to something there, isn't she? Let's see. Hold on. Uh, Luke says, here's the deal. Many posts online and act like they've done something. That's just energy. That's not the fight. That's surface level that does nothing. Mm, yeah. If it's showing up, discussing, figuring things out, compromising, yeah, fight. Yeah, bro. Um, isn't that interesting? What is whining? What is it? When does it is the fight is just not fighting, but it's just whining? <laughs> that could be. Uh, but in reality, then wouldn't you just be like, well, that's all Martin Luther King Jr. was doing was whining, singing, walking, marching, standing it at, uh, well, I mean, I guess, okay, I guess that's the question, right? We have to ask, what is activism? What is the fight? 
Energizing people, says Omi. Um, energizing people. So that is good, right? I believe the reason things are so wonky right now is because we are living in a transition period right at the moment. Omi says, do you ever think how impressive it was for of him to draw those crowds before social media? Dude, take it as a guy who can't draw anybody. I see those crowds and I'm like, holy crap. They used like phone trees. Like, do you know what that is? They, you know, one person would call. So they'd call like five people and those five people would call five people and those five, 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 five. And the next thing you know, he's got the entire freaking African-American community in Washington, D.C. That's true. That is true. Mobilization. So, okay, mobilization. Mobilization. I think one of the big problems is, and, 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 and then if you juxtapose the power of Martin Luther King Jr. with Occupy Wall Street, okay? What do you think of them? They mobilized people, got them all down to the Wall Street and camped out for a long time. Then they just went home. <laughs> How about that? Okay, you can mobilize people. Good job. Uh. Omi says, we had something similar when I was a child in school, the PTA tree. Interesting. Omi also says, people can't agree on a fight. Read the book Desegregation I. Okay, that's a good tip. I'm looking for a book. Luke says, example, had someone complain about preschool drop-off online? Okay, oh, I. Oh yeah. Okay, here we go. Did they come in and talk to the director? No. No relationship attempt there. Not even an attempt. The fight is in relationship and discussion, uncovering stories and righting wrongs. Okay. So I do think if we're going to be fighting, we all should probably take a class on how to fight properly. Luke says, okay, and this is good to know because I don't know anything. Occupy stated, Occupy Wall Street stated, they weren't going to try to change policy. That was a garbage idea. The Tea Party was all about policy change, and they are still around. Occupy was close to my view, but left no impact. Oh. So their whole thing was, we're not going to do anything. We're just going to go camp out. Is that what Occupy's plan was? We're just going to go camp out <laughs> and then go home? Now, Luke brings up the Tea Party. They're about policy change. Now, look, I'm down for learning urban camping. That's right. That's what I'm calling it. Ideas without engagement. Uh, yeah, is what Luke says. So um, I'm down from learning from anybody. Like, you know who I'm really into? Talk about policy change. The Taliban. Okay. Every time I say stuff like this, they're like, oh, you love the Taliban? No, 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 no. It's not what I'm saying. No, the, the Taliban are misogynist, backwater hillbillies. Now you see I'm back, now I'm bad mouthing backwater hillbillies. There, see, see, there you go. Damn. I, I, see now, look at me. I'm such a, I'm a, such a duplicitous hypocrite. Anyways, look, okay, look, I'm not trying to be like we got to join the Taliban. What I'm trying to say is the Taliban sat around for 20 years. The same day the United States moves out, they move in. That's genius. You've got to give it to them, can't you? Can't you give it to them? It's hard to engage when you work 40 hours a week and have kids to cook for and clean after shop. Yeah, see, how about that? 
Yeah, hillbillies. I do love hillbillies. And as soon as I said it, I'm like, man, I'm always fighting for the uh, the uh, Appalachian people. Man, they get a bad rap. They're getting fucked. They're getting totally fucked. Uh, what's up with the headphones? I don't know. Hey, I could take them out. You're right. I don't need those headphones in. The Appalachia people, they're amazing people. They got screwed, right? How's it going, Destiny Lusk? And then how about just the personal fight? How about the fight of your own existence? You want to know somebody that's a good fighter? Right here, Destiny Lusk, right in the house. This woman trying to fight to get her kids back from the system that steals kids. And she's doing it. She's doing it. She's she's lived it all. She's lived in my backyard in a tent. She's had the she's done the whole drug deal. She's had the whole mental health issue. And now she's turning it around. Talk about a fight. You got a new home. How about that? Not only did Destiny turn it around, recently in the last month or two, couple months maybe, she broke her foot. And now she has that going on. Destiny says, my kids will be home in two more months. Bam! Talk about the fight. Omi says, isn't that, yeah, that does, that does deserve a heart. That does deserve a heart. Talk about a fight. Omi says, an old white last, uh, old white last compared black people struggle today to her people saying, my family were coal miners and we had it hard. The person she was speaking to missed her struggle. Of course, a lot of leftists dis the Appalachians because you know why? Because they made their money on coal. And now we're not allowed to burn coal anymore. And meanwhile, those people down south in, you know, in, in, in the southern Ohio and West Virginia are getting screwed because the liberals took their jobs. How about that? Whoa, look at there. Omi says, my son needs to shop for some kids for Christmas. Can they shop for years? Coal that didn't stay there, it went elsewhere. Right on. Yeah, true. Uh, did you ever read about the miners that were experimented on? No. I believe it, though. We love to, to experiment on poor people, not just poor black people, Tuskegee. But back to Omi's early on point, Omi's early point was uh, politics isn't left and right, it's up and down. And I think Omi is so smart. Omi is super, super smart. Uh, and I think we're seeing that. And may I say, I think the Republicans are going to be the party of the low-income people. There are a lot of Hispanics that like conservative values. There's a lot of black people that like conservative values. And the liberals, the Democrats... There, you look at the map, you look at the map. Here, let's go look at the map. Let me get a map. United States map of liberals. <laughs> Why do I come up with these stupid things? Uh, here, let's see. Right. Why is it red? Hold on. That's not a good. Here, how about this? Look, okay. The divide between us, urban, rural, political differences. When was this run? I don't even know. Look at it. Look at the blue. It's all the coasts, the liberal elites. Basically, liberals like water is what I'm leading to be be led here. I, I, I'm pretty sure that liberals just want to be near water. <laughs> oh, look at there. Hawaii. All water. All water. 
That's it. That's my new theory. But the liberal elite, right? The liberal elite. What if that's the transition that we're moving in? That the Democrats are becoming the party of the rich and elitist, and the republic and the Republicans are becoming the party of the people, the low-income people. And what if a billionaire started the process? Okay, uh, let's see here. Uh, wow, a lot of great comments. Omi says, "Did you ever read about the?" Mo- oh, okay, yeah, no, I did not. They uh, pumped tin dust into their locker rooms and told them to breathe deep before they sent them into the mines to work. Holy crap. Omi says, I like taxes and abortions, the right to own guns, uh, right to marry who you want, as many people as you want. I'm See, that's my belief. Why can't we have that party? I want guns. I want drugs. I want sex with anybody you want. I want a... Kill babies up until the moment they come out. <laughs> Maybe a little afterwards. If you can leave them under a tree and they die, I don't know if viability is really the answer. That's called uh, infanticide. Used to be a thing. Used to be a thing. I like what Omi likes. Uh, Destiny says, everyone have their own battle to face. They can overcome a yes. Absolutely, we love that and really appreciate my old son's eight. His name is Isaiah. My youngest is three. His name's Steven. And I'm six months pregnant with a little girl named Naomi. Oh, isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? Luke says, Dolly Parton's American. Great podcast about why miners in Appalachia were screwed. Whoa, what I learned is exactly what Omi's saying. Hillbilly, turn for poor white folk who are in community with black folk. Yeah, yeah. Redneck, turn for miners who tried to organize for safer mines and union wages and rich people. Now, that's you see, that's where I'm trying to get at is everybody coming together. Everybody coming together. And may I say, the people that fight me most on it are the elite liberals. They tell me I can't and be friends with with the racists, with the skinheads, with the with the with the with the with the neo Nazis. Not allowed to be friends with them, they say. <laughs> Look up environmental racism. Uh, you want to hear? Oh, People are walking by as it oh, happens. Either oh, don't notice or don't hold on, care. hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to get to that. Ah, maybe I won't get to that. Here, let me show you what my TikTok. I am great, Destiny. How are you, honey? Here, let me show you something. Okay, I have to put on my headphones now. Hold you're on. You're joking. Hold the on. The entire earth except now for Noah's family. Every, dude, I don't want every you single firstborn of Egypt. Lot's wife. Whoever that dude was who studied the Ark of the Covenant. Jeez, oh, jeez. Okay, I would like you to uh, meet my friend Brad. I'd like you to meet my friend Brad. This is one minute. I'm becoming TikTok famous, y'all. TikTok famous. You're telling a story of hate that it's, you know, you are being harassed by people, I would assume, for who you are. Let me tell you something. They're doing everything that I did as a skinhead. Yeah. A Nazi, a, a fucking hard, not don't joking around. Oh, I've been to prison. Now I'm a skinhead, or I'm in, I'm in the fucking, you know. Yeah. The, you were the I, real deal. I was what? I'll tell you how real it was. Yeah. I was robbing banks and went to federal prison to uh, fund groups out there that were so underground and guerrilla and effective in what they did that I was robbing banks to fund activities to support the cause of the uh, white power movement. Yeah. So there you go. That's my friend Brad. I love Brad. See, I love people that push it. There's a guy, uh, you know, white supremacist, trans, trans, bisexual, homeless guy. Love him. Love my friend Brad. Love him. <laughs> now don't get, don't be like he was now. You know he's being targeted by uh, incidentally black people. Black people were targeting him because you know 
I, I don't. Anyways. Uh, Omi says, I think when it comes from someone disenfranchised that people brush off as crazy talk. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, can I zoom in on Brad? Ah, sorry. I, no, I don't have that kind of technology capabilities. Uh, it matters who it comes from, which is why Rosa Parks was made to the face of the movement and not the pregnant teenager. Yeah. And isn't that unfortunate, right? So, uh, Rosa Parks was not the first person. I, hopefully we all know that. And, but I can never remember the person who was before Rosa Parks. Who was the young teenage woman before Rosa Parks? I never can remember. Claudette Colvin. Claudette Colvin was not right. It says, Omi says it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. How about this? I have access to a lot of lawyers. Big, big, big lawyers. And uh, I asked them, I said, hey, my friend Dickweed uh, keeps getting trespassed. He's looking at six months in jail for a trespassing violation because he has nowhere else to sleep except on in a tent because he's been kicked out of the only men's shelter. And they said, we can't uh, represent Dickweed. And I said, why? And they said, well, because of his past. And that made me sad. Because um, apparently we lose our rights. Now, obviously, they're a private group, and I'm thankful for everything they do for me. But the fact of the matter is we come back to this Claudette Colvin Rosa Parks issue. And they're like, we can't make Claudette Colvin, a young, single, pregnant mom, be the face of the movement. That's not going to sell. And they were right, of course. But doesn't that say more about uh, humanity than it does about Claudette Colvin? <laughs> yeah, we make these judgments. Uh, let's see. It's like you're going to fight that fight. You're, yeah, uh, it is what it is. I suppose that's true. Hi, um, David Hogue. What's up, my man? What's up? Uh, okay, wow, so many great comments. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's see. Environmental racism. Factories are built in neighborhoods with incomes under $20,000 a year. Yeah, that's what we call... Uh, zoning. <laughs> Omi says teenagers. I hate teenagers right now. Um, yeah, so let's see. Luke says only way to steer folks to a better way is to be in relationship with them. That's right. Sometimes the fight is to keep in the relationship with the folks. Sometimes the fight is to have others acknowledge the story of someone else. Sage, uh, you're in a relationship with the house. With a house. Oh, wait. Uh, folks trying to get them to listen to the stories of the houses in their midst. That's the fight. I think so. So I'm trying to be the crossover, right? Like I'm trying to take uh, my friends who I really genuinely like, I really like them as people, and um, connect them with you guys, you know? Like my friend... Brad right there. I love Brad. Brad is probably the best dresser. Brad has made the west side of Akron so cool. Now, in the winter, Brad can't dress, doesn't have as many cool outfits. Uh, Brad walks around with his little puppy dog. Um, you can call Brad Sasha. I wouldn't, though. Sometimes Brad will go by Sasha, but Brad typically prefers Brad. He refers to himself as he. Um, but I think sometimes when Brad's in the right mood, you know, he'll come out with the badass bitch, Sasha. <laughs> you think Brad is tough. You should see Sasha. <laughs> Luke says prophets are never accepted in their hometown. Jesus, probably. <laughs> yeah, that is a cool quote. Um, and then John Miles really knows how to get me. 
Obviously, reform is unobtainable. Bam. Bam. See, that's the wisdom. Is that true? Uh, MLK was trying to get white folks to listen to black experience. That's still the fight. It's not left or right. They both have their ideologies and relationship they can't look at. It's annoying, but that's the fight. And that's something else. Um, you know, I grew up low income, and the uh, the family across the driveway from us, um, Nancy, Nancy, uh, Nancy Nardoni, an Italian lady, was dating a black guy, Ed. Ed taught me and my friends how to play pool, and he taught me how to drive. I will forever be thankful for uh, Ed because what he was doing was race relations. Because of Ed, I always have a pot. I go into relations. I go into meeting black people positively every single time because of Ed. Because of Ed. My mom said to Ed, hey, Ed. When they handed me that little bundle of joy at the hospital, they never told me I'd have to teach it how to drive. I'm not teaching it how to drive. You know, my dad left, and Ed said, no problem. Ed taught me how to drive on a stick shift. That's the kind of gangster awesomeness. He wasn't a gangster. He was... I'm sorry. <laughs> Omi says, cool, cool. I'm anti-religion, so it's lost on me when it's Jesus. I would like to make a... Plug for Jesus. You don't have to worry about Jesus being some sort of God to get a lot out of Jesus. And oh, you know that. You know that. But that says about my mom, about my mom too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. My mom was cool. My mom was very cool. And, oh, may I say, the diversity of help I got in my childhood was incredible because not only did Ed help me how to play pool and learn how to drive, the UCC church, of which Luke Linden is the main, the main guy, the main, uh, you know, pastor dude. They helped me throughout most of my high school career. Uh, they bought me a plane ticket, for example, to the Music Academy of the West in Santa Barbara. They helped me all the time. They helped me all the time. I got a full ride to Baldwin Wallace College on music, and I probably would not have been able to do it without the UCC church. I don't know how I would have learned how to drive, honestly. I don't <laughs> without it. My mom was not going to teach me how to drive. I'm just telling you that right now. Uh, you wanted to be a missionary or a pastor? You should be both, Omi. You'd be a great pastor. Uh, so I had a predisposition to be accepting. Uh, yeah, I'm an optimist. I'll accept anybody. I'm naively optimistic. Can't turn it off. Um, I can't turn it off. So let's see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, let's see. Any other awesomeness? I can meet, Omi says, I can meet someone and think they're the smartest person in the world, but let me find out they smoke cigarettes and I instantly don't think of them as intelligent. Isn't that interesting? Uh, uh, Luke says, only way to steer folks to a better way is to be in relationship with them. Oh, yeah. I agree back to that. So, and may I say, the only way we are going to heal the world is to be in relationship with people. I cannot tell you how sick I am of judgmental bigots. And by judgmental bigots, I'm talking about my leftist friends. <laughs> I'm sick of it. I am sick of it. They are just as bigoted about the people they hate as the people they hate maybe are bigoted about them. See, that's the funny thing. Okay. You take my leftist friends. You take my leftist. It's everywhere, says Luke. You're right. You take my leftist friends, and they're like, oh, if you voted for Donald Trump, you're racist. That's what they like to say. And I'm like, what an ignorant piece of bullshit statement that just vomited out of your mouth. You got half of the country figured out. Half of the country figured out. Everyone that voted for Donald Trump is a racist. On. Fucking believable. 
You might as well say all black people love watermelon. I heard it. It must be true. It's not true. I just sometimes ask. I'm like, do you like watermelon? They're like, why? I'm, I'm doing a survey. And they're like, it's all right. I'm like, what, you don't love watermelon? No, it's fine. I like strawberries. Pineapple. I'm like, yeah, fucking that pineapple. That's the shit. They're like, yeah, fuck pineapple, man. That's what's up. Watermelon's just kind of boring. <laughs> I mean, I want to know. I'm like, do you like fried chicken? They're like, you talking Popeyes? I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm talking Popeyes. They're like, hell yeah, I like fried chicken. <laughs> like, Me too. <laughs> Easter, you the broad bush like you're doing now. You have to accept ABC about them and AC, they stand and believe because they experienced X, Y, Z. There it is. God bless America. Omi is so smart. Yeah, I like fried chicken. Do you like, which is your favorite? Popeyes or that uh, that gay-hating chicken? Uh, what is that gay-hating chicken called? That's all I can ever think of their name. What's the chicken that hates the gays? You know who I'm talking about. <gasps> it's not as good as Popeyes. I'll eat the gay-hating chicken any day of the week. You hand me that gay-hating chicken, I will eat it. I'm fine with it. What is that place called? You know where I'm Chick-fil-A. Thank you, Omi. Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yeah, you guys know what I'm talking about. I will eat Chick-fil-A any day of the week. You put it down in front of me, I will gobble it up. I will go into that store, and may I say, very nice stores, very nice employees a lot of time. What did Omi say about chicken? Uh, chicken tastes better with homophobia. <laughs> it does. It does. It's tasty, but it's nothing. Forget about it. That Louisiana-style chicken with the hot sauce. Popeyes. You only get it in the hood. You better wear your flak jacket. Better wear your flak jacket. Did you see that, TikTok? Let me see if I can get you on. The TikTok where the people are building a Popeyes in the hood. Let me see if I can get you that. Uh, Popeyes, uh, okay, yeah, here, let me, let me see if I can show you this. Let me see if I can show you this. Okay, watch this. This is hilarious. We feel endangered if they came to this location. Correct. I'm talking about possible fights, mm -hmm. possible shootouts, mm -hmm. a dice game at any moment. <laughs> yes to all the above. Amazing. Actually, let me give you a little rundown about the area. Uh -huh. This place actually has the highest crime rate in the whole city. Uh -huh. We have an authentic crack house right there with one of its residents. Amazing. <laughs> hey, wait, wait, slow down. We're not the cops, man. Oh, <laughs> Look at them go. Amazing. You got niggas being checked right there. <laughs> you talking that shit? Okay, hey. And a possible shootout that's about to take place right there. Hey, what the fuck? What's, what's up with you, bro? What's up with you? Hey, bro. I got no me, bro. Okay, me too. What's up? Right, they do look like they're the about best action. of all world. Amazing. I thought this location might be perfect, so I went ahead and brought my construction workers just to go oh, ahead and start. Very resourceful. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Huh? Yo, what are y'all doing here? Because y'all heard y'all talking about my fucking suits. What? Yes. Don't pay him any money. We didn't say nothing. No, y'all stay right there. Y'all got me fucked up. Y'all stay right there for real. Hey, nigga, you better shut the fuck up talking to me, nigga. Oh. I'm not playing. I'm looking for Popeyes, nigga. Are they with you? They with me, nigga. Oh. This Popeyes location. Stop playing with me. Oh, shit. Yeah. I love it. I love I it. This is a perfect location. Oh, my God. You might want to hire him. get the building right now. We will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're on it. We're on this is the perfect, perfect location for Popeyes. Thank you. Thank I couldn't pick a better one. <laughs> I love it. That's the truth. I love it. If that's the good, that, I'm sorry to say it. That's where you're gonna find your Popeyes, and it's worth it. That's where you're gonna find it. Yeah, finding the comedy and the tragedy in which we live. Now look, here's the thing. I never am afraid to go into those neighborhoods. Never, 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 never. Because you know why? Because I don't go into the crack house. I don't sell drugs. They're not messing with me. You see? But a lot of people might be afraid. I never once been anywhere I was scared, says Omi. Exactly. Look, I am surrounded by people constantly on meth, 
mentally ill to the point of extreme psychosis and paranoia and to have some of the most savage-looking uh, medieval weapons. Let me see if I can find you the most recent weapon I just confiscated. Let me see if I can find that for you. Hold on here. Hold everything. Let's just see it. Uh, wait a second. It's worth it. It's worth the... the the time for me to, where is that thing? What did I do with it? I know I took a picture of it. All right, I'm not going to spend all your precious time me scrolling through my pictures, but this thing is pretty freaking uh, medieval looking. Pretty freaking medieval. Oh, here it is. Is this it? No, that's a that's some dirt. That's some dirt, Sage not a weapon all right oh there it is there it is okay here it is there. okay this is a weapon i just uh no i i took off of somebody let me see if i can uh format it a little bit better here so if you can see here up here is some sort of handmade like hammerish type of thing it has been lined with some sort of wire for a handhold. Then they got a carabiner attached to it with a chain. And the chain has been weaved with, um, you know, some sort of strap so you can hold the chain. And basically, you can imagine the usefulness of this. And then it's got a little hook on the bottom here. So, you know, this, this is what my friends carry around. This kind of bull crap. Um, the guy that I, I know, it's pretty freaky, right? Help me. Um, the, uh, the guy that I secretly took that from, he doesn't even know, threatened me with a sledgehammer the other day. And I'm like, put that motherfucking hammer down. He's like, fuck you, Sage. I'm like, no, fuck you, man. <laughs> Luke says in D-Interview, that's a morning star or a flail. Nice. Um, that guy lives in my house. He lives in my house. Now, look. I, oh, and may I say, I don't know if she's still here, the only person to ever physically attack me, Destiny Lusk. <laughs> Luke says that's a plus two hit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I would say so. I mean... We don't typically, what the hell was that? What's up? <laughs> I just turned in a Thor come to Agra. No, that's one of my homeless friend's weapons. I, I, what I do is I, I, I secretly confiscate them. Um, are you, because the beauty of meth is you end up, you get sidetracked. Your, your attention level is that of a gnat. And so you take your battle axe or flail or whatever the hell it is, you like, oh, something shiny, and you leave it on the ground, and then I pick it up. I love you, Luke Linden. I love you, buddy. I love you, and I'm not just noise. I, I wonder. I don't know. I don't know if I'm doing anything, but whatever. I'm trying. I'm trying. Um, <laughs> what is that? The government should hire that person for weapons making. I know. A very clever stuff. Homeless people are very ingenuitive. They can't afford guns or bullets, so they typically go uh, medieval. They go on the medieval stuff. I mean, I, I did. I, did you ever see the 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 the, uh, the baseball bat with spikes protruding out of it? I think that was his too. He's a genius uh, weapons maker. He's a genius weapons maker. So. Um, um, let's see, what am I missing here? I get scared of walking trails at night in society because I'm terrified of being raped by an ageless, faceless man. That would be terrifying. 
Um, yeah, I, uh, you should walk the trails at night with a dog. I never, yeah. Um, but you know what, Omi, honest to God, 99% of the time you're going to be okay. I mean, what is the likelihood that you're going to be raped on a trail? What is the percentage? One in a hundred, one in a thousand, one in 10,000, one in 10? I literally don't know. I don't know. Mostly it's just bad luck, you know? It's like when you get one of those rare cancers. You're like, only like one in two million people get this cancer. Why did I get it? I'm like, meh, I don't know. Bad luck. So, yeah, I mean, so there is that concern for sure. Uh, let's see. Me and my travel friend have decided we only feel vulnerable because we're women. Well, as right you should be, what percentage of violent crime is created by men? It says... Here, let's take a look at Wikipedia. There are differences between men and women as the perpetrators or victims of crime. Let's see. Ba ba ba. <coughs> Statistics of a consistent reporting that men commit more criminal acts than women. Self-reported delinquent acts are also higher for men than women across many different actions. Uh, some differing explanations include men's evolutionary tendency towards risk and violent behavior, sex difference in activity, social support. Uh, da, 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 statistics. Let's see. Statistics. In the United States, men are much more likely to be incarcerated than women more than nine times as many men as women have ever at one time been incarcerated. Uh, in 2014, more than 73% of those arrested in the U.S. were males. Men accounted for 80% of persons arrested for violent crime, 62% arrested for property crime. Males were convicted of the vast majority of homicides in the United States, representing 89.5% of total numbers of offenders. Young adult black males at the highest homicide conviction rate. White females of all ages had the lowest conviction rates of racial or age groups. Of children under five, age five killed by a parent, the rate for biological father conviction was slightly higher than moms. If you're under five, moms might kick your ass. That's all I'm saying. Uh, males were more likely to be murder victims, though, 76%. Uh, females were more likely to be victims of domestic homicide, sex-related homicide, Ooh, 81%. Males were most likely to be victims of drug-related and gang-related homicide. So there you go. Males constituted 98% of those arrested by forcible rape. So, so if we're going to talk, you know how we're, uh, and this kind of leads me back to where I really wanted this to go, was the violence in America right now, and is it really increasing? Is it worse than it's been? Um, okay, well, one, I've been sexually abused my whole childhood. Uh, I constantly put me on guard. Okay, two, I watch Law & Order. <laughs> That's a that's gonna boost your aces score, Omi, through the roof. Have you been molested as a child? Yes. Have you watched Law and Order and or SVU? Yes. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're gonna be traumatized. <laughs> I'm sorry if that, that was uh, the slave. <laughs> Slavery was highly violent, yeah. So, uh, always been violent. It's just reported now, right? Well, isn't that true? Um, we in America like to blame the black people, but really, if we're going to blame people, we should be blaming men. Men, 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 men. Okay, this is the video I wanted Care, to start with. They're scared to get involved. There's the license plate. It's hard to see. Okay, hold on. I'm going to start it over. And his family got robbed at gunpoint leaving the Four Seasons in Philadelphia. People are walking by as it happened and either don't notice or don't care or they're scared to get involved. Okay, I just want to mention that. So this is a video that was up on my TikTok for you this morning. Uh, here's some people from the Four Seasons in Philadelphia, which has the second highest poverty rate in America, 24%. 
Okay, second or third. I can't. I, it's hard to know. I think Cleveland now has the highest. It goes Cleveland, Detroit, Philadelphia. Okay, they're at the four seasons in the second or third highest rate of poverty city in America. Omi says, I was alone in Philly with four kids and never once felt threatened. Right. Were you staying at the Four Seasons? There's the license plate. It's hard to see. Yeah, four of them. The family could see it was younger, possibly even teenage black kids. Uh, there were four of them, three out there in one of the car. Yeah, Omi's saying, what about the, the film or what are they doing to help? They could be, I don't know, they're up in a higher thing, you know. They could be, why aren't they yelling? Why is nobody yelling? Like, hey, get away from those people. Call the police, 911. Of course they're scamming the rich white people at the Four Seasons. They're so brazen. They did this for over a minute straight at a really nice hotel at a really a nice hotel like okay i am a little resentful of that if they're at a nice hotel that shouldn't happen at a nice hotel city of philadelphia um and never once seemed nervous that they were taking this long to commit a robbery at gunpoint and then just drive away and they did this according to the police five other times that night alone they did it Help five out. other nights, and they probably did not get caught. This is going on in cities all over America. Uh, a few months ago, we were in Chicago, and we went to the Miracle Mile, and I walked in the Rolex store. There were three Rolex watches in the entire store. Now, I had been in that store a couple of years ago when it was packed, but they only had three Rolex because they're tired of getting their Rolexes stole, stolen. One thing I learned from zombie movies, it's safe to hide amongst the zombies. That's a good point. That's right. Uh, that's right. Uh, suffering is, Omi says, suffering has always been a part of the fabric that makes human experience. Yeah, I think that's right. I almost think that there's so much suffering and it's constantly going on that I almost think it's, it's required for some reason. Um, okay. So... A, I don't know if violence is actually going up or not, uh, but I it probably could be. Omi says, I was in Beachwood Mall, and they had the Gucci store blocked off, and you had to pass their vibe check to get in. Yeah, right, right. So what is going on here? And then, may I say, if I read the comments, uh... This guy says, I blame all the woke prosecutors that don't prosecute anymore. Well, we're like, dude, in Akron, it is well known that we're out of jail space. So unless you have committed a violent crime, and this did not look like a violent crime, unless you commit a violent crime, you are not going to jail in Akron or Summit County because there ain't no room. Let me say, you've seen the video of the bath and body work in the fall. Yeah. Yeah, the Bath and Body Works lady got uh, pepper sprayed, right? I did see that. I try and look it up, but then I'll just waste all your time, me looking around for videos. Um, and then here we go. Democrats always feel sorry regarding over-policing and not realizing this as soon as you let up the criminals will get even worse. CNN doesn't talk much about it. And then here we go. Now the black people feel bad. As a black man, I'm absolutely appalled at this menace in society. Where are the black... Black activist and BLM speaking out against this. Um, all of them took BLM, BLM off of their profile. Uh, another black woman says, I'm sick of the crime and I'm sick of nothing being done about it. Uh, this angers me as a black man, two exclamation points. I must, we must do more in our community. Step up, bros and sis. Let's be held accountable. Okay. <laughs> Omi says, I'm a pussy. Let the, uh, they were bold, yeah. I wish I had the balls to do that, but, uh, uh, yeah, but I a push and I get a job and save, yeah, yeah. That was horrible. She got sprayed and the Philly thing was stupid, says Christophus. Christavus, it's Christavus. Come, I'm sorry. They need to go to jail today. Okay, now Christavus, a black man. A black man, okay? 
Uh, I see this all the time. Okay, Christavus, right? See, I'm learning. I don't know why I can't remember where this accent goes. So this is what happened. Jail isn't going to solve anything, says Omi, and I agree. So this is how Joe Biden, when he was vice president, locked up all the black people. Because black people said, hey, we got too much crack in our neighborhood. We need more policing. And so Joe Biden's like, no problem. And to this day, you still get 10 times more punishment for selling, uh, having crack than you do for having cocaine. It's the same thing. It's the same drug. You ever put a kid in timeout for drawing on the wall, and as soon as they're out, they draw on the floor, and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. It has to do with poverty and hopelessness, people. Okay? That's it. It does not have to do with crime prevention. That's jail. Yeah. That's jail. And then what about the recidivism rate? How often do people reoffend and end up back in jail? Let's find out. Let's find out what the recidivism rate in America is. What is the recidivism rate in America? The U.S. releases over 7 million people from jail, more than 600,000 from prison each year. However, recidivism is common. Within three years of their release, two out of three people are rearrested, and 50% are incarcerated again. These people have never known anything but suffering for generations. This is what we must talk about. Now. Okay, you got to go, Christavus. All right, text you the date and time for the next week. All right, buddy, I want to know. We're, I'm going to do a show with Christavus. It's going to be good. I'm going to ask him if he likes fried chicken and... Uh, what's that? Uh, watermelon. I need to know. I need to know. I bet he does, because I do. Look, fried chicken and watermelon is good. Yeah going to be that kind of show, Chris Thomas. Well, I have mail, uh, a mall record. What kind of job am I going to get? I can't get hover. Sometimes I can't get food stomps and I have to eat. There you go. There it is. There it is. There it is. Thank you, Chris Thomas. Thank you, buddy. Um, fried chicken and Budweiser. Now that, that, and may I say who, what kind of good old boy, white guy, doesn't love the same damn thing. Right? Right? Fried chicken and Budweiser. It's not a black thing. It's a tasty thing. Now, liberal elites wouldn't be caught dead with either of those things, but fuck the liberal elites. They don't know what's good. Fried chicken and Budweiser. God damn. Oh. Oh, can you imagine at a honky-tonk bar where some skinhead wants to kick your ass, me and you yucking it up, eating fried chicken and Budweiser? Damn, that sounds like a party. That's what's up. I can't eat fried chicken or Budweiser. Too fat and too alcoholic. Iron Saddle, that's where Chris Davis goes. You ever gone to the Iron Saddle? Don't go. Most dangerous white supremacist bar in Akron. Christavis, he liked to go. He's not afraid. He's not afraid. Almost got himself killed, though. He will tell you. He got himself killed by a fucking homicidal maniac. But it wasn't because the guy was, uh, I mean, yes, he was racist and a white supremacist. But that's not the danger. It's not the danger that you have a white supremacist. The, the danger is you have a homicidal white supremacist, okay? It's not the white supremacy that's the problem. It's the homicidalness. 
Do you get me? Do you see me? Okay. That's the problem. That's the problem. It's not that he hates black people. It's hey, he wants to kill people, and he might as well kill black people because he hates them too. But he'll also kill women too. That guy will kill anybody, honestly. That guy will kill anybody. That guy is fucked up. That guy that almost killed my friend. I think he, I think he actually did kill people. Anyways, we'll talk about that on the show. You got to tune in on that. Uh... Look, it's hopelessness, man. When you're an inner city black kid and you've grown up on food stamps and been kicked out of uh, housing again and again because your mom uh, smokes crack like LeBron James' mom did. Can't get Budweiser and fried chicken out of my head. God, that just sounds so good. That's what's up. Anyways. Um, I can taste every one of those things. Anyways. The, uh. It's the hopelessness. The poverty, man. When you're an inner city poor kid, yeah, that's what it is. It's not that these kids are bad, it's that they're hopeless. Do you know that there was manufacturing in Los Angeles? Manufacturing for black people in Los Angeles. Los Angeles had manufacturing. Where can I? Let's see. African American history of Los Angeles. It's not black and white, it's poverty. Now, I will say there is, and you know this, I don't need to tell you this, but, uh, you know, racism does indeed exist, but I do believe that if we would address poverty, um, things would be better. Okay. So here's the deal. I don't know what this is. Histor- All I'm telling you is that there was manufacturing in Los Angeles, and they hired a lot of black people. I don't know what I'm looking at right now. There's a lot of pages. Okay? Anyways... The history of manufacturing in Los Angeles. Uh, uh, and I'm not going to do this to you. Nothing is more embarrassing or mind-numbing than me researching while live on a show. But you perpetuate that stereotype when you say stuff like, like what? Uh, inner city kids on food stamps with a bomb and smokes crack. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're right. I'm sorry. I did it. So that is a racist statement, uh, and you do have to be careful about, like, racism, A, we cannot be afraid of being racist. It, it, is, not a, it is not something that is derogatory. It is something that we need to learn, and I did, that is racist. Uh, a mom smoking crack, and, and may I say that was, yeah, that's totally wrong. Totally, totally wrong. I know a, a mom right now raising six kids by herself, an African-American mom, and she is doing an amazing job. Extremely low income. Extremely low income. But the fight is real because of poverty. All right, you have to stop and think about what you're going to say and uh, change it to poor and not black. There you go. And, but I will say it's meth mostly for white people in Akron. Black people still like crack. At least I've found. I'm just saying what I So if I can't leave this show on saying something racist, what, you know, how would it be a show? I got to go, people. I got to wrap it up. I know black couple married and rich. Absolutely. Absolutely you do. Um, Linda Amobian, a council person at large, black and rich.
Prosperity and poverty come in every color. Yes. But I'm sorry to and you're right. I'm but uh black people have we can't forget racism exists. We can't forget that they're starting at a whole different place just because of the color of their skin. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. I don't need to tell you things, Omi. I love you all. I love you. I love you. I love you. Uh, you have a great day, and I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide.